I think it's time for this week's Top, top of the Flops. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought as I'm sitting in the opposite chair this week, I should be doing yeah, the jingle. The, the jingle, have I? Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah the, no. Did it not work? No, I was... Uh... Yeah. And also, like, I've been on radio now for a few months and, you know, I wanted to uh, extend my singing chops, so to speak. Um, not that anybody else wanted me to extend them. No, not really. Not all that I have a belief I can sing. Like, I don't. I know I'm terrible. I have one talent when it comes to singing. Yes. And that is if you walk into a karaoke bar and it's filled, stick me up on stage and then afterwards you can have your pick of the seats. Oh, yeah. I've got a good story about karaoke for next week, actually. Oh, oh, nice. That'd be a good one. Stick a pin in it. Yep. Uh, I was going to come up with a funny all little I, pun. All I'll say to you is left. Left. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my all-time <laughs> favourite Daryl stories. I mean, honestly, like, I know we're going to be telling you next week and I feel a bit bad because I'm giving people sort of, you know, an insight into something they're not going to hear this week. But if you are listening this week, make sure you tune in next week for that story because it is brilliant. Left. Left. That's so anyway, top of the pops. Uh, yeah. Top of the pops. Top of the flops. flops. This week we're doing the Inhumans, that uh, Marvel show that nobody watched. Yeah, you're probably saying, "What Marvel show nobody watched?" You've probably even forgotten it even existed. Yep. Most people, you know, well, yeah, the show was Ramsey Bolton was in it, was he? Yeah, he's a bad guy. Honestly, it was complete and utter news to me. Were you like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "There was a show." Yes, there was a show. It was called Inhumans. Yeah, I didn't know about it. It was on ABC. It was a comic. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, well, that's another story as well. So, and right, so this right. story, yeah. what we're going to be telling you... What's the narrative? Yeah, the narrative, as yeah. we like to say, the yeah. narrative. Right, so the narrative is not really about why humans failed, because right. that's pretty easy to... I can tell you that in about five seconds, yeah? Right, yeah. Cheap sets. Right, yeah. Yeah. Cheap-looking costumes. Yeah. A cheap director. Yeah. A cheap... Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say. <laughs> a, a cheap showrunner. Yeah, yeah. And a cheap head of Marvel. Hey. Right. Hey, okay. So that all adds up to just not a very good show that no yeah. one wanted and no one cared about. Yeah. That's the reason why that failed. But I thought the insight, the the, the story behind Inhumans failing is not that. It's about the war for Marvel. Oh right. And that's Ooh. where the interesting is. Oh, that is interesting. It's a war for Marvel that someone just recently won, and that man was Kevin Feige. He is Marvel now, isn't he? You know? Oh, he is now. Mar- he's, mo- he's modern day Stan Lee. He is modern day Stan Lee. Exactly yeah. what is exactly what he is now. Yeah. He has done for film what Stan Lee did for, but he's the, the editor in, of in charge yeah. of the Marvel of the Marvel films. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't always that way. No. No. At the beginning, we're going we're going back to about ninety seven. There's right. stuff I can go before that, but yeah. it's really there's some machinations, some. Stuff that went on, some real like deep like you need to know you need an, an economical uh, degree to even get to what was going on. So it was far too convoluted and just wouldn't translate onto to podcast or radio. Yeah, it's so, not what we're here. Yeah. It's not the interesting no. bit. What we're here to what would the, the interesting bit is ninety seven. So we're gonna pick up nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two guys, Ike Perlmeyer. Yeah. And Avi David are Ari Avid. Ari Avid. Ar- is it Ari Avid? It's Avi Arid. Oh, Ari Arid. A V I R I R A R I T. That might help the listeners remember I'm dyslexic. So yeah. you reading letters Avi out to Arid. me, none of that works. But yeah, go on, carry on. That's a hard name. Yeah, anyway, so they own Toy Biz. 
well, Ike Famayo's toy biz and Aviav is a toy designer who's somehow got a partnership with him. I think they gave him 10% of the company to come okay. in on board. Yeah. So they own the toy biz. Yeah. Aviavid has somehow become the head of Marvel film in his time. Right, okay. Whilst he's working at Toy Biz as well, a partial owner. Yeah. With Ron Perlman owns all of it. No, Ike Owns Perlman. all of... Ike Perlman, sorry. Ron, Ike Perlman. Perl- <laughs> Ron Perlman owns Marvel. Right, yeah. He drives into bankruptcy. Ike Perlmiter... Yeah. Who owns Toy Biz, manages to get out of bankruptcy by merging his company, Toy Biz, which yeah. had the exclusive right to make Marvel toys forever for some oh, reason. Right. Oh, well, okay. So, so he doesn't want Marvel to go bust because no, it's not. his biggest license. He's making right. money out of it. So for him, he wants Marvel to exist. So so just so I understand, so we're going, So in 1997, Ari Avid joined Toy Biz. No, 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 no. He's or, already part of Toy Biz. Already part of Toy Biz, but in 1997 is when he becomes involved in the filmmaking no, at Marvel? No, he was already, no, he already head of Marvel. Oh, right. Films. Yeah. Okay, so just in 1997 is where the, the things really started to move. They go into bankruptcy. They were in bankruptcy for two Marvel, years. Marvel, this is, yeah. yeah. Marvel right, went into okay. bankruptcy. They bought far too many things. They even bought Toy Biz at one point. Oh, right. And sold it again. They bought two trading card companies. They'd bought a lot. This is the reason yeah. they'd gone bust, basically. Right, okay. Spent too much. So in 1997, Marvel were going bust. Yeah. Toy Biz's main sort of line of finance credit, whatever you want to call it, comes from owning the franchise, right? The licensee rights to Marvel toys, toys yeah. so they don't want them going bust. Exactly. Okay. They even managed to beat Ron Perlman, the original owner, and yeah. Carl I- uh, Icon, who's a big time investor, yeah? Yeah. He's a famous investor. Everyone knows who he is in the investing world. Yeah. They managed to beat both of them. They've got control of Marvel. So the people that own Toy Biz, Toy yeah. Biz that was once owned by Marvel, yeah. now own Marvel. Yes. Right, okay, because... Let me tell you, that is not easy to follow. So props for you doing that research. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now they've owned Marvel. Yeah. Ike Perlmater, as I said earlier on, he's cheap, he's tight, he's yeah. tight-fisted. He made people bring their own coffee into work. He made them have cards, so if they left, they had to turn the lights out. He wanted to check where everyone was all the time. Oh, wow. He was a tyrant. He's, yeah. And so, but he was bringing it back. But it was good at the time because that's yeah. what they needed. Yeah. They had someone who was spending with uh, Woody Nilly. They needed someone with a bit of control. It, maybe yeah. he was a bit too tight. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It was like giving yeah. people cards and checking when they're in and but out. But then he had just money. taken over a company that was going through bankruptcy. Exactly. So he's, without necessarily an insurgence of, of revenue coming through, he needs to decrease the outgoing costs. That's yeah, the first exactly, thing he yeah. has to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So, so that's all happened, right? And they all, yep. we're going to go forward a bit, a bit in time. It's now 2005. Yep. Marvel sort of sorted itself out. They've put things in place. It's got back on the rise again. Yep. It's doing well. Yep. They get a uh, 525 million loan. Right. From uh, Merrill Lynch. Right. The bank, bank to start producing their own films. Now, this is crazy because they're Marvel. How do they know how to produce a film? No, no yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. They put their, their characters' rights up for collateral, but not put all the characters' rights, not put like the X Men or the or Fantastic Four or Spider Man because they don't own them anymore. They've just put the ones they still own. So, right, yeah. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. like well, about 10 characters. There's like yeah. Iron Man, Captain America. They're not really going to lose much if it collapses. Yeah. So now they're going to start making films. Yeah. Avi Avid was a producer in the 2000 X Men film. Because okay. he's the head of uh, Marvel Films at the time. Mm-hmm. So he gets to be a producer. While he's a producer on that, he meets a young man yeah. called Kevin Feige. 
Right, yep. Kevin Feige was a production assistant for Lauren Schuler Dollar. Richard Donner, the director of uh, Superman. Yes, yes. He's yes. his wife. Oh, She's right. the producer of the X-Men movies. Ah, what a nice little tie-in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Funny enough, his assistant, yeah. yeah, Richard Donner's assistant, yeah. is Jeff Johns. And if you know anything about DC, he's the... Basically, he's the uh, Kevin Feige of... Uh, oh, is he now? Yeah, exactly. Wow! What a... Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> wow. crazy, isn't it? That's how things work. He yeah. actually was working as a production assistant and he left working as an assistant for Richard Donner to work for DC to start writing comic books. Yeah. Ah. So, so funny how these things go. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Feige had been a production assistant for Lauren Shula Donner for quite a while yeah. before they started working on the X-Men. He knew everything about X-Men, so she's like, you're a producer. Yeah, yeah makes sense, yeah. think You know so much about these characters... You're, you need we need to be here. You need to be a producer on it. Yeah. Have the average site. You're right. He needs to be a producer, but he needs to be a producer for Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he hires him away. Oh, but after the first X Men yeah, film, yeah, yeah, brings him into the fold for Marvel films. Yeah. Was didn't I didn't I um, hear that it was his decision to make uh, the X Men films Wolverine focused? Yeah. Uh, to make him the, the standout because they then they say to him who's popular is like Wolverine. Yeah, I think most... uh, yeah, Lauren, I think Lauren Shula Donna said. He told her to make it about the about Wolverine, and she's the one who took it to Fox and said, "We're making and, it about Wolverine." And look, people might not have agreed with Hugh Jackman's casting. I've never had an issue with it. Some people that love Wolverine have a big issue with it because it just doesn't match the aesthetics of the no, character. No, but, a... uh, but I think that I think it was the right thing to do. I've always had a problem being a big X Men fan. Mm. Because I always thought that it's not an X Men movie; it's a Wolverine movie. Oh, yeah, every yeah. one of them. Yeah, maybe. they're all all three of them are uh, yeah, Wolverine not, films. They're not a team movie; they're a Wolverine movie. Yeah, that's exactly good, what they are. Proud, but you know, yeah. Whatever you think, they did yeah. well. Yeah, and that, the only reason I brought that up is because exactly whether you believe it was the right call or not, you can't dispute yeah. that it made them successful. Made right, them very. Yeah. You've had. All three of them are technically Wolverines. Then you've had Origins. Then you've had uh, whatever the one was when he goes to Japan. And then you've had um, the last one, Logan. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it was clearly the right choice to make. And that's six films that all come off the back of Kevin Feige's suggestion. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So the band knows what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. In 2007, Avi Avid leaves Marvel. He's oh. the head of Marvel film and he's, he's yeah. leaving. Because he and uh, uh, Kevin Feige had an argument. Kevin Feige wanted to make Avengers movies. He wanted to bring them all together, make yeah. the Avengers movie. That was his idea. Yeah. Avi Avid didn't want to do that. What did he want to do? He, I don't know what he wanted to do, but he just didn't want to do that. He thought it was a dumb idea. To be fair to Avi Avid, there was no precedent. No, exactly. There was yeah. no precedent for it whatsoever. And, you, and, and there was a lot of money... But in the 22 film, whether that was the, the original Green, you know, like whether they just wanted to do the first Avengers, whatever. But that's still six, seven, eight films or whatever it is. You've got to bank on an audience that has not, notoriously does not have a good attention span. Yeah. To turn up for each one, to become committed to it. You no, know, it's never like, been done. Like, no. I mean, like uh, all DC movies. Mm. The first one's always good. The second one always, you know, does well. Mm. But the third one, it gets a bit silly. Even... Yeah. Even when um, Muscle was doing it, um, Christopher Nolan's doing yeah. the X Men, uh, the Batman movies. Yeah. The Dark Knight Rises 
is not as good as the first two. It's a no, little bit. No, no we it's a little bit. I actually quite like <laughs> quite like the comic booky silliness. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like it, but I agree like that Bane's it doesn't. It's not the same. It doesn't actually feel like it's part of the yeah, same like trilogy. There's a, there's a few things where the cops are down in the like. How are they down there for that long? Yeah, and nobody could get to them. There's there's a lot of red flags, and obviously the old question of so Batman comes away from months. Yeah, hasn't got any money. Hasn't got any transport. But he but he gets back, and the first thing he does is he doesn't. Uh, a flamethrowered bat on the yeah, bridge exactly. rather than go do anything that's the first thing he gets there he's like yeah you can feel a bit of David Goyer who wrote the script for it you can feel he's oh right uh, yeah, a bit, in, bit of bat great but I was going to say bat graffiti and mix it into one word it's like bat <laughs> I was like oh, no, it just doesn't make any sense but I'm anyway. not a big fan of David Goyer he used to he's he he was the man you go to who wanted to make a comic book movie right okay before Kevin Feige in that right, right. He worked on the first two blades. He directed the third blade, which is terrible. Yeah, and Web City Knife didn't want to come out of the. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, oh, uh, is that the one where he wouldn't come out of his trailer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's saying <laughs> yeah. his trailer all the time. Won't speak to David Goyer at all. He wouldn't speak to the director no, at all, would he? No, no, yeah. no, David Goyer. David Goyer wrote. I think they wrote uh, Batman Begins and wrote Dark Knight Rises. Um. I think he wrote the Dark Knight. Though. I think that was. Uh, Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan Nolan. Yeah, Jonathan, who did Person of Interest. And Westworld. Yes, he did, yes, yes, he did, yes. yes. He's a good writer. Yeah, good he's writer. a good writer, yeah. So, so, so 2007, mm. Abby Average leaving. He's yeah. going to become a producer on his own. Yeah. So I've had enough of Marvel. Ike Perlmite has actually gone with Kevin Feige, which is funny, mm. to tell me what's going to happen in the future, that he's sided with Kevin Feige. So he's basically signed his own death warrant here now. Yeah, yeah. Because what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen. yeah. Um, I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, but this yeah. is crazy. So allegedly. Yeah, well, yeah. no, not allegedly, but yeah, okay. Well, no, he's not dead because he's not something you could serve. He's not nothing. That Fox, the Fox rights for Fantastic Four meant Marvel had to pay Fox a royalty for publishing the comic. What? Yes. So why would you do that? Exactly. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, yeah. So Ike Perlmutter mm-hmm. is just like right. I've had enough. Of producing comic books based on things. So this is know. after, so so this is after Ari Avid has left. Ari Avid is led. He's it, because he didn't want to do Avengers. Kevin Feige did. Yeah. So Kevin Feige has essentially adopted his role now, yes, now in Marvel. Over. Yes, exactly. They're now he's now talking with Ike Pearl Mitre. Yeah. Who's like, hang on. Now Ike Pearl has gone to the comic book people. Oh, wait, he's so gone God, to the comics, so it's still completely separate, but Marvel comics exist. He's all about the bottom line. Yeah. And so. he's gone over there and said, hang on a second. We've got a deal in place where it's costing us money to produce these comics and we get nothing out of the film. Yeah, uh, exactly, okay. yeah. We're Go producing them with, and we're advertising the film. Yeah. So I don't want the Fantastic Four anymore and I want to take down some of the some of the um, X-Men down, mm-hmm. what's called them. And instead, in their place, what I want to do is I want to find someone else. Who can we find? So he's asked to come up with people and yeah. they're going, well, we've got these characters called the Inhumans... And uh, what happens with them is they're normal people. Cause, like mutants, they're normal, aren't they? Until yeah. they get to a teenager and yeah. then they get a mutant power. Yeah. The Inhumans, they were normal people until they go into the Terrigen Mist. Yes, that's and right. And they get yeah. their powers. Yeah. So maybe we can use something like that. And they was like, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to make our own mutants and we're going to use the Inhumans. And at this point, he's already taken Fantastic Four off the shelves, hasn't he? And it was that his first... 
first yeah, yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, well, we're not, just not gonna if we're not gonna make something that we're losing money on to promote a film and a product that yes, we don't get. Exactly. In. So he's taken Fantastic Four. Can't really do that with X Men. Yeah. So what he wants to do is phase it out with something else, and they come up with this in humans. Yeah. Because it sounds similar. Yeah. And by yeah. this, uh, yeah, humans, mutant. And by this time, they've been bought by Disney. Right. Uh, um, Ike Perlmutter has received 80 million in cash. Oh, that's not bad. Look, man, cash is 590 million in, in, in stock. Yeah, and I think they paid four billion for it. But that's how much like that's how much like Pearlmate has made from it. Just himself, yeah. He didn't leave though. He was still there, still in charge. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so there's Marvel, now Marvel TV. Yeah, Marvel TV actually because we, we, we used when Agents of Shield came out, we always mm-hmm. used to think, oh, they're doing an interconnected world because DC when they brought their TV shows out, The Flash. Yeah. They had nothing to do with the films. Or or even at the time, each other. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, well, no, the Flash and Arrow did. No, they didn't, not to begin with. Yeah, they did, yeah. The Flash was in the first, it was in an episode of The Arrow. To f- Are you sure? Yeah, I know. I like, know. Okay, like, I'm going to take your word for it because I don't watch them religiously, but I, I really don't feel like... Yeah, the Flash and the Flash. Yeah, but the, the Flash Arrow. that we know now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. I'll the take, Flash I'll was, in corrected. The, was an episode of The Arrow. They rolled it out of them. Then the, the, sequen- the, the sequential uh, and leagues of... Uh, the uh, Legends of Tomorrow was mm. also, but no, I know that eventually they ended up connecting them all. But I'm saying in the first season of Arrow, I don't believe what? there was any inter. Or I, it was my there's memory no, that there was no Flash. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say to you. Is originally they weren't made to be connected. Yeah, the Flash appeared in an episode of Arrow. Oh, in the very first season. I think so. Was it the second season? Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Is that the first season? They didn't have any of the other. The Arrow was the first of them. Yeah, the Arrow yeah. was the first, yeah. So there wasn't any others. There was yeah. no other integration or, yeah. or interweaving of the stories no. like it had been the case with S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it started. Well, so when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first started, it, they said, oh, it's going to be more integrated into yeah. the Marvel storyline. Yeah. But actually, that was a lie. Oh, right. Because they actually had... Um, uh, uh, Kevin Feige was like, no... Sort of, you know, yeah. Marvel TV. It's nothing really to do with me. Yeah. I mean, you watch that first season of Agent Shield. It isn't actually any good until Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Until they they break and they change and everything. And that yeah. Well, most people didn't make it to that point though. Did no, they? No, oh, I was one of those people. I didn't no, make it, it to the yeah, Civil exactly. War part. So, and then you had the st- stuff on Netflix, maybe mm. being more integrated, and that never really turned out to be integrated at all. Well, no, because there was always references to the incident. air quotation mark. In the TV shows, to what was happening yeah, in the films, the incident, yeah, yeah, like or New York as they would call it, or yeah, things yeah. like that. But there was never any reference the other way around. You never heard anybody talk. Actually, I think there might have been a, a Daredevil reference in one of the films. I think, but look, it was clearly the the TV wanted there to be a link. Yeah, exactly. And the films didn't. The films didn't. Yeah. Um, in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they start talking about the Inhumans yeah they start featuring I think there's a second season was a lot about the Inhumans yeah Daisy who turned out to be Sky who's Daisy who's Quake she turned right. out to be an Inhuman so they're right, playing okay. that through through the laying that down through yeah. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah so Ike Perlmutter is a toy man yep he knows according to him women's toys don't sell right if you make a line of toys, the female toys in that line of toys from boys always are least, less, least bestseller. Yeah. And also, no one's going to watch Black Panther's... The whole, the whole She-Ra thing then. Yeah, yeah. Same, same as She-Ra. They didn't want to make She-Ra because they didn't believe that yeah, uh, exactly. a female action line but of toys would sell. To, yeah, exactly. So which it did, it did actually sell. But yeah, but he didn't want a female-led mm. 
female-led film. Yeah, also, he didn't want a Black Panther film because he's called Black Panther, maybe. And he yeah. didn't think that was so either. Yeah. So he didn't Look, want... He, essentially, his mindset was 30, 40 years ago, you know, like, in terms of what, where the audience were or what. He, he was stuck in the past with his mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. He wanted an Inhumans film. Yeah. Because he wanted to set the Inhumans up to be Marvel's... Because f- they couldn't have uh, the X-Men, they'd make their own X-Men. Right, By okay. God, we'll do it. Yeah. So, they did a deal. Yeah. Kevin Feige could get his Captain Marvel and his uh, Black Panther, which right, yeah. we all turned out to be right because they were two of the highest grossing solo stories. Yeah. I mean, they grossed more than all the other silo films that put together. Probably. I know they were hugely successful. Yeah, I mean, they're the yeah. two biggest actual solo movies and yeah. not Avengers. I don't think even Captain America Civil War made as much as them two. So they were, you know what I mean? So yeah. Kevin Feige was right. Turns out, Ike Perlmutter, he may be good with money, but when it comes to making creative decisions, he's terrible because he was not right in the slightest. No. So in a 2014, is it 2000, no, 2016 it was. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it's 2014. Sorry, I'm reading my notes wrong. 2014. Yeah. They're at... They're at um, com- Comic-Con, right. the slate comes up. He always does the slate, doesn't he? He always sets the slate up, tells you what's coming in his face. Yeah, yeah. That's the big Marvel thing. It's where you go to the Marvel panel, you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, you're way outside mm. in the sunshine. Yeah. And that's what you have to do to get to a panel. No, I did not know that. But I, knew, I knew that seats were at a premium. I yeah, knew that you have much, to get yeah. up at four o'clock. There's no booking. I don't know why they, they can do so much better now, but yeah. that's what you have to do. You have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. You've got to earn those seats down. Yeah. You've got to earn them. It's San Diego as well. Yeah. It's in the summer, so he's blistering hot as well yeah, by the time yeah, you get in there you have to wait all day you miss half the, half the things that's going on just to uh, get into this panel which you can watch later on YouTube anyway yeah, yeah. so one of those things he announced is, is Inhumans now to people in the know we've been knowing that mm. the Inhumans been, they've been going through uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. also the comic books come out mm-hmm. it's had a couple of full starts people are left because of it because they didn't like the idea where it was going Yeah. so, so that's been building up so when we see these Inhumans we all know mm. We know that this is what it's going to be. And, and yeah. Kevin Feige, we also know, not really that interested in it. No. That's why it's at the end. And that's why he's not really sort of mentioning it. He's just like, yeah. 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 It's like, I've got to talk about it because I'm contractually obliged to, but I'm going to talk about it as little as I can. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if by this time, Kevin Feige's had enough. Mm-hmm. Ike Perlmutter is still in charge of Marvel, but Marvel's owned by Disney. Mm. So, so Ike Perlmutter, um, so uh, Kevin Feige goes above Ike Perlmutter's head and goes to Alan Horn, mm. the head of production on uh, D- Disney, who actually used to work for uh, um, Warner Brothers. Funny. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when they were doing yeah um, the original Batman. So he's gone to him and said, "Right, I can't work with him anymore. Yeah, if I want to get anything done, he's, he's partially my mellow." <laughs> Yeah. It's harsh in my mouth. I like it. <laughs> the actual expression is isn't it harsh in my buzz, mellow in my buzz? Instead, you turn it into harsh in my mellow. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like, no, I like so, it. I like so, it a lot. So, so he said, so I've got to get away from this. I've mm-hmm. got to have control. Right, okay. So Adam Horn just goes, well, the amount of movie, money your movies are making, yeah. I let you have this. You're now in complete control of Marvel Studios, you don't have to answer to anyone. Including Ike Perlmutter. Including Ike Perlmutter. So that's, so, so Kevin Feige's got what he's wanted. He can get his movies made, mm. do whatever he wants. He's in full yeah. control. He doesn't have to answer to yeah. Ike Perlmutter. And now you're wondering, Ike Perlmutter is, he's a bloody, nearly a billionaire. Why yeah. is he worried about, I mean, why is he, why is he had to stick his oar in in the first place? Well, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, like we were saying at the top end of, of our show, where we, 
people need something to keep them going. Do you mean like, what, what, what can I get my teeth sunk into? What battle? You don't become a billionaire unless you love the fight. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's... So that's probably what it is. He's probably gone in there and gone, uh, who are you? You were a production assistant when I first started this. And I've got these people that are trying to bend me over backwards here, yeah. stealing my Fantastic Four, stealing my X-Men. No, no. I, I brought Marvel back from the brink of death. If I hadn't have done that, none yeah, of these products would be worth anything to you. So I will make Inhumans. You know I mean, I will... I, you know, like to stick it to the rest of you, and then you got Kevin Feige again, who he's brought up from nothing. Essentially, yeah. he's telling him no, and, he's, and and then that's where hubris comes into it because he he wants that battle. He wants to show the people that taken Fantastic Four, show the people that taken X Men, and won't give it back to him. You know, like show him that okay, then let me show you what we can do if you don't give us our stuff back. And then Kevin Feige is coming and going, it ain't gonna work. You know, I mean, like your battle plan fundamentally flawed, but he doesn't want to hear that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? like, exactly, he wants to go to yeah. battle. Do you know I mean he wants to fight them? He wants to prove to them like yeah, you yeah. don't mess with like Perlmutter. Yeah, and yeah. So I think that's where I think his own hubris got in the way. But there. he wanted a war, but he chose the wrong soldiers because he chose the Inhumans. Nobody cares about the no. Inhumans. You, I love saying that. Yeah, that's on. the thing. The Eternals and the Inhumans are very sort of they're not similar in story, but they are like they're these. You mean they're a Jack Kirby esque sort of heroes sort of from another planet, alien sort of things that. They never really. Well, they, that was fundamental. They never really saw. So that's a, that's another, that's another thing about the Eternals. But anyway, so so Kevin Feige is now in charge. Yeah, he's got yeah. charge of Marvel Studios. So what what's he do? Kicks the Inhumans film to the curb. Bang! It's gone. No Inhumans yeah. film. Yeah. No, I don't want it. Never wanted it. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah, gone. Boom. Off yeah. the slate. But of course, they've been Marvel TV's been bigging up the Inhumans for a while. They started weaving it into the Agents yeah. of Shield. So. Uh, Kai Perlmutter, he still has control of uh, Marvel TV, though. Mm. So he can just go over to Marvel TV. He goes up to Jeff Loeb, the head of Marvel TV, and says, we're making an Inhumans, um, an Inhumans uh, TV programme. Mm. And what we're going to do, we're going to shoot the first two episodes in IMAX, so it's going to be a film. Yeah. So we'll make the first two episodes a film, and then we're going to release it in IMAX. IMAX are going to give us some money. We're going to use that, and we're going to make the whole six-episode or eight-episode series yeah. using that money. That should have been spent on just the first two. Apparently, that's what I've heard. That's a, that's a rumour that that's what happened. Yeah. He didn't, you know I mean, that he spent that money on the whole thing, which yeah. is why it looks so cheap. And Allegedly, yeah. yeah. It, it looks so cheap. They did spend a lot of money on it. No, no, I have, I have heard that over and over again because I, I didn't know an awful great deal uh, about this. And I, I'm mindful that I don't want to cut in because, again, this, this narrative is quite new to me. I knew about Inhumans, I knew about the plan to use Inhumans to replace X Men. I knew about that before they did anything, before all of this battle between Feige and, and Perlmutter happened. But I'd never looked into Inhumans. I just heard that, oh, okay, so they're supposed to be like the X-Men. Okay, fine. When you look into it, I am not a comic book expert. I'm yeah. not. I don't claim to be. I enjoy, I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the stories. Just never had the time to get into them. Always felt that it was too much had already happened before I... You know what I mean? It was too much law. There was too much history. It's too oh, yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I love. Which is why I'm so into it. Yeah, but but that was why I never got into it because it was too much for me to go back. And this was got to remember that when I was a kid, I couldn't just download a, a comic or anything no, yeah, like that. Exactly. You know, I had to go physically get hold of the copy if I wanted yeah, to I mean. do it. So for for me, I um, I, yeah. So I I never really knew much about humans, and then I I researched them. And it took me all the two seconds to work out, this is never going to work. No. Firstly, the X-Men are mutants. Yes. But 
they're earthlings. Yes. Right? In humans are not humans. They are Cree. Yes. Like, which are aliens. Right? Yes. Okay, so that's your first thing. First big difference. Next big difference. What, what fundamentally, and I asked you this question because I couldn't believe it when, when I found out, what fundamentally sets X-Men, mutants, aside from, or, or how they become an X-Men or a mutant, aside from how they become a, uh, an inhuman? Any answers? Uh, yeah, um, so, so, yeah the, the humans have to go through a mist. Well, yeah, the Indian, so, so, so X-Men, mutants, yeah. they, are, they don't have a choice. They're born with the mutant power. They don't have a choice when the mutant power comes about. They, and society, the things that they are putting them down for, the things that society is treading all over them for, are things that are not their choice. Yes. Now, when you then try to replace X-Men and, and put in a different character set in the same place, you're saying, okay, so all these ideologies, all what made X-Men great, all what made them the voice of the people, the voice of the trodden on, the voice of the minority. Yes, exactly. Let's change those with a bunch of people who did choose to do it. But also, yeah. not only did they choose, they're also the royals. Exactly. The humans that we know, the yeah. Black Bolt, the Medusa, yeah. all those characters that are in the TV series. Yeah. They are the royal family. Exactly. So they haven't got any of the worries. No, they're exactly. Like, yeah. uh, who's going to... They're not the minorities. They are... They're the, the majority. The, exactly. the, the establishment. Yeah, exactly. They're the establishment. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. So, so, so they're going to make this Inhumans thing. Yeah. They get Scott Buck, yeah, to be the uh, showrunner. Now, if you don't know who Scott Buck is... No, not a clue. Scott Buck took over, and he was a bit of a poison chalice, I must admit. Right. See, first four seasons of Dexter, really good. Yeah, yeah, I loved the first four seasons. Yeah. First, first, last, last season, last episode of season four, he gets the Trinity Killer. Yeah. But the Trinity Killer kills his wife. His Deborah, girlfriend. yeah. Deborah, yeah. yeah. I keep calling her Judy because her name's Judy Benz. Oh, <laughs> okay. I couldn't remember actually. Yeah, so he, he murders her, leaves yeah. her in the bath, and he, the kid. Yeah, it's, yeah. Scott Buck then takes over as showrunner, and it's uh, no longer good. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it makes sense. Once he takes over, yeah, um, those last four seasons they're not viewed as very. No, they're not. And the, and the finale is one of the worst finales to ever. It just goes off in the boat. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. As a lumberjack. So you think, oh yeah, so who are we gonna get as a showrunner for Iron Fist? Yeah. Let's get him. <laughs> yeah. Not a good idea. No, clearly not. The track so, history is so. Not so, there. so he did. He did Iron Fist. Yeah. And out of all the. Uh, the Netflix ones, that mm. was the one that people disliked the most. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But I think the casting was a bit wrong. I don't think... Everything right. was wrong with it. Yes. Yeah, so Everything was wrong. wrong. They got it all wrong. Yeah, but they, they were like, like, here's a guy who's a martial arts expert, you know, and almost, uh, almost like our own Batman or our own Arrow, because he's got all the money, but he's still out there and he's fighting people with his own hands and, you know, he's, he's trying to fight the injustice. But actually, I think people are going to be more interested in the boardroom action. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah. You know, everybody loves a good financial story about yeah. you know, like billionaires taking shares off each other. Nobody understands what shares means. I don't understand what shares mean. People keep telling me about shares. This share means this. This share. Who decides how many shares there are? Are you telling me you don't like to share? I don't like to share. <laughs> I do not like to share. But so, so he's done right. the Iron Fist, and that's yeah. come out. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to give him in humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because <laughs> they didn't want it to work, clearly. <laughs> Why did they give him in humans after Iron Fist? And then to produce the IMAX two episodes, they're going to be like on, showing the IMAX, yeah? Yeah. You're going to get a film director, yeah? 
Brilliant way if you can have it on IMAX, yeah. yeah. Yeah, They get some guy who directs straight-to-DVD horror movies. He does cheap stuff. <laughs> his name's Royal, Royal Rene. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah. He sounds like he's French. They yeah. get, so they get this guy to do the first two episodes. So you're like, well, this is not going to... No. End well, is it? I don't it's understand. not going to fly. <laughs> but that was probably. Look. And then, and then they masters of the universe. It. Oh no! I watched a great documentary on that the other day. Actually, what about the film? Yeah, about no, about He-Man in total. It was called um, "By the Power of Grey Skull," the definitive He-Man uh, like documentary or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. And and in that they referenced. I I always knew what you meant by master of the universe. Yes, it, right? exactly. Always knew what you meant, but. I was, I hadn't watched Master of the Universe in so many years that it was almost like the Mandela effect. How we get this into every show, I don't know. <laughs> so it was like the Mandela effect. It was like, I think this is what it means, but maybe I'm misremembering it. And then I'm watching Power of Greyskull, and they're like, yeah, so the problem we had is we didn't have much money, and we had to start on Eternia, but in the first five minutes of the film, we had to get back to Earth. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So basically, what? Right, start in a, in, a, in a different world, different location, future, past, whatever it might yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Get back to present because then we haven't got to build all the sets. You know, yeah. Save loads but of money. Any humans, yeah. they're on the moon because that's where the humans live on the dark side of the moon. Right, okay. One of, the, one of them is the bad guy, basically. The bloke who plays... Uh, uh, Ramsey Bolton. Oh, yeah, he had to be the bad guy. Ian, yeah. Ian, 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 Yeah, I do. Yeah. Welsh, so yeah, I can't say. I'm not going to even bother trying to pronounce no. his name. So he, so he, he does the machinations and gets them all sent to Earth. Right, okay. He causes an uprising because basically they're slave owners. If you're a bad inhuman or you don't get the human powers, you yeah. work in the mines for the, for the inhuman. Oh, really? Things. Yeah. So it's even less like X Men. So, <laughs> so hang on a second. So, like, oh, let, let's take these. You know, essentially, have spoken for people in LGBT communities, people of ethnic minorities. Let's take these characters and we're going to replace them with royal. Essentially, well, as you said, if they don't get the powers, they have no choice but to work it. That is slavery, no matter what way you look at it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they've got no choice and they can't do an uprising because these people got special powers. So what they're going to do? Who who thought this was going to? Did when Ike Perlmutter? Was like, yeah. In, did anybody actually sit him down and say, Ike, do you know why X Men work? No, he's the boss. Yeah, like they're boss of Marvel. They're just doing what they've been told. <laughs> they're not like Kevin Feige. They're not going to rock the boat. They're not going to go behind his back to get no. him divorced from them. And isn't that the, the? If I mean, I know we're not at that stage yet, the takeaway part. But just so I don't forget it. I think that if you can take anything away from all of this, and what certainly I, I take away, if you're going to do an adaptation. Have somebody that actually knows the source material. Yeah, exactly. And someone that's a fan of the source material. Yeah, the problem is you can't get many people who are fans of the Inhumans because they're not that well liked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but that's why Kevin Feige was like, well, I ain't doing that. Exactly. That's why I don't want to do this. It's no. going to be bad. Exactly. And, and that, I mean, they all get sent to Earth. And they all get split yeah. up. Uh, the Queen, Medusa, she has hair that moves around. She, you mean she's Medusa, so she gets her hair, it's got red is hair. Is she called Medusa? Yeah, she's Medusa, Medusa or Medusa, yeah. Medusa. Yeah. So uh, so she's got the hair. Yeah. They shave it all off so they don't have to bother with their hair anymore. <laughs> I know, because I'd only seen the trailers. So I was no way I was going to watch all of it just for the, no, no, this no. purpose of this. It was just not going to happen. I don't, you've got to buy it as well. It's not streaming anywhere. Oh, is it not streaming no, anywhere? Not oh. like, definitely not buying it. <laughs> is it even going to make it onto Disney Plus? No. They're going to like, this is that, but no, we don't want any association. This is going in a vault with Songs of the South. That's what's happening. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Same vault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So, okay. So they, 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 they obviously are skimping on it. 
So Kevin Feige has gone like, I ain't getting involved in this. Barely talks about it when he has to at Comic-Con. Ike Pelmarta carries on with it. He's like, okay, I'm not going to get a film because Feige's in charge of film now. And he says, no, but I'm going to do this as a TV series. And I've done a deal with IMAX. They're going to give me some money. Apparently, the rest of Marvel ain't going to give me any more money. So I'm just going to spread this out over the eight episodes, allegedly. Um, and then to get away from technical things like they shave Medusa's head, what was the critical reaction to the show? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they come up on my bar. You have asked me. Yeah, that's what it was. Really, that bad? Oh yes. That bad. Wow. So, like, at what point did they did they know after the first episode, second episode, they were going to cancel it, or how I bad was it? When uh, they showed it on IMAX and no one turned up to watch it. <laughs> no, really. Yeah, I mean, a few people went, but it didn't make yeah. hardly any money in IMAX. It wasn't a big audience for it because people were just like, they saw the trailer, they're not going to see it. No, exactly. Was yeah. like, oh, is that thing that's supposed to be a film, but now a TV series that's showing an IMAX and looks like a load of. To call it, to say their costumes look like cosplay is to insult cosplayers because cosplayers' costumes now are amazing. Yeah. These look cheaper than cosplay, these yeah. look terrible. Uh, no, I, I've seen it, I, and it, it does look really... Because it goes back to, funny enough, what I was talking to you about either last week or whatever, a couple of shows ago. I was saying one of the issues I had with TV over film and why I... And, and, and actually, I am very much back in love with film again over TV because I think the ability to tell a story that's succinctly told and finished in two hours for somebody that has resolution conflicts where I have to know how things to end. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like films are better for me, but... My other, for years, the reason I preferred film is because it looked that much better. The production design looked yeah, that much yeah. better from film. And what did I say to you? I said the one thing I would never do is watch a TV adaptation of something because yeah. inevitably it would look terrible. But then over the last 10 years, that's been blown out of the water. And then Ike Pellmaster goes, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you what cutting corners on a TV show exactly, looks like. But that's what's now funny now. We're yeah. talking about Disney Plus and now mm. that's what's happened. Really? Because they uh, uh, they wanted TV shows for yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. And Kevin Feige has gone up to him and gone, "You can't put Agents of Shield off. This is what if you leave Marvel TV to their own devices. Yeah. This is what they pump out. Yeah. They pump out Agents of Shield, which is all right, but it's still a you know it's a ABC show. Yeah. That's got very little to do with Marvel at this point. And Inhumans is utter. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got uh, both Runaways and uh, Cloak and Dagger. I thought were really good. I really like Cloak and Dagger, in fact. Not mm. marvel at all. It's no. almost like a weird teen thing. But that's what he said. So on the, we want pristine stuff. And yeah. I don't think Marvel TV can do it. No. I think you need to put me in charge of Marvel <laughs> TV. And I will make you Winter Soldier and uh, the Falcon. Yeah. WandaVision. Yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. And all these shows for you. Yeah. And they'll be pristine and they'll look like the films and they'll have the film continuity because those other TV shows, I'm not going to have anything to do with them. I don't want to know anything I love this guy's game. I mean, he has so, got some serious game. So if you make the TV... So if I Marvel TV made of TV programmes, yeah. they can't use any of my characters in yeah. films. They can only use what they've got, which are... And they can't use the Netflix things because when their Netflix deal... Uh, fell through. Yeah, Marvel can't use those characters for two years. Oh right, yeah, makes sense. So they sense, can't yeah. bring in them. They can't do any of them for. Yeah. Um, so what have they got? They've got Runaways. Oh, Runaways is on Hulu, but it's not. It's come to its end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agents of Shield is finishing. Yeah. Like Palmer did in Humans. 
That's not going to stand, is it? You know, people no. are not going to get. You know what I mean? No. Look at the Mandalorian. We've all seen yeah. it. We've gone. That's amazing. Yeah. They're not going to produce anything like the Mandalorian. You've got to give me Marvel TV. <laughs> the guy is a genius. He's a genius. He's gone from a production assistant, has low on the ladder, Dale. Exactly. Very, very low on the ladder, to running every aspect of Marvel creative studios essentially yeah, you know yeah. like outside of the comic books which don't make any money anyway no. you know, and haven't done for years but you've got to keep it running you can't well, have a company that well, came they said they're the, the, the R&D department they yeah. are they can measure popularity of certain things they can see what's going what doesn't work ah, so you they can I mean? see what's worth making a film out of exactly yeah. the, 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 there's a comic book called The Ultimates which was The Ultimate Avengers which was like an Avengers set in an alternative universe. Yeah, I remember the Ultimate series, yeah. yeah. And basically, if you look at that, yeah. it was all done, um, the way it was all drawn and everything, it was like a um, storyboard for the Avengers yeah. movie. A oh, lot really? of the Avengers, um, Nick, uh, Nick Fury in the Ultimates, he's played... Yeah, well, like, yeah. Cause I, well, it's not played, he's drawn like, to look like Samuel Jackson, so... Yeah, well, actually, funny enough, it was one of those things... Again, another thing that we've talked about on, on our shows is when you and, and uh, Tricky Ricky... That's <laughs> <laughs> a bit hard to remember. I was like, wait, what name are we using for him at the moment? Uh, you and Tricky Ricky, you'd tell me stuff as a kid, and I, I don't know, it was like... It was like growing up in Russia. I didn't know what information was correct and what was a what was a lie. What you know, what you were feeding me just to conf- keep me in a constant state of confusion. You know, like hyper-normalization, I think they called it. Yes, exactly. And um, the old Adam Curtis doc. Yeah, it's a Curtis. tremendous. I love that documentary. So yeah, so I didn't know that. But one of the things that you guys told me, like when I was growing up, was stuff about like Marvel and and DC and, and things like that. And you said to me that same, oh, yeah, like Nick Fury. And I remember like, it must have been around the time it happened or whatever. And the question was, who's the coolest guy you can think of? And I was like, Samuel Jackson. You're like, yeah. So that's who they decided to model Nick Fury off of. Yeah. And I was like, because I think it was when you were telling me that David Hasselhoff had played Nick, had Fury. Played Nick Fury in a movie or something like that. Exactly. And you're like, yeah, they didn't want to go down that road again. So they decided, who's the coolest character? And from that moment forward, I was like, yeah, that, that kind of makes perfect sense. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He's an interesting guy, actually, Samuel Jackson. He's a, Do you know that he only did Snakes on a Plane because he liked the, the, the Name, title yeah, of the exactly. film? And then they wanted to change it to Flight 103, and he was like, then I won't do the film. Yeah, and, no, was like, yeah. and in fact, actually, now you've decided to do that, I want more profanity, I want yeah, exactly. more yeah. violence. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. He's like the opposite to Tom Cruise. When Tom Cruise does that, Vis a vis the mummy, things just plummet. I mean, like, but anyway, oh, yeah, exactly. going, I'm, I'm going off on a We'll be doing the mummy at some point, obviously. Oh, definitely. The whole dark universe is yeah. something I plan to do, but yeah. I don't want to do like a film and then a film and then a film. No, no, no. I think, I think you know, like film products, you know, like maybe business, something like that. Yeah, we've got know, an like... interesting one coming up uh, next week. I don't know how much, it's not going to be like this one. This one's an hour long epic, this one. Oh, yeah, this is, this is true. So, we're, to go back to this one, because I don't want to say what we're doing next week, just no, in no, case, yeah, for whatever no, no. reason we don't do it. We're, so where are we then? So the, the TV show fails. Yeah. Kevin Feige has now gone, look, guys, come on. I've done, yeah. done you solid on the yeah, films. Exactly. Kevin Feige's made Captain Marvel and, and, yeah. and Black Panther. Yeah. Both of them have done yeah. well. And what did I tell you? I told you Inhumans wasn't going to work. Yeah. I told you not Turned to. Turned out everyone who sort of left Marvel left because of like Perlmutter's interference in the right. uh, Marvel story group. Yeah. Like things like that. So, um, Kevin Feige wanted yeah. 
control, but as long as you follow these storylines, you can do it in your style, but you have to sort of stick to a sort of narrative that we're going, as long mm-hmm. as you don't take it too far out. Yeah. So that's basically his sort of thing, like, he's let, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're seeing that Kevin Feige Marvel is a little bit more sort of, can go a little bit different places than... It, it sound, sounds like he's got sort of, uh, anybody that's a project manager or anything like he's got an agile way of approaching things. It's a project management methodology. Yes, exactly. And the name's in the, you know, the idea's in the name, agile. It's like, okay, look, we all, we've all got a goal we're all going towards, but we've got to be able to move the waves. I mean, like, we've got to, we've got to do that. So I think... Is that that pretty much? Yeah, so yeah, I think we've so not only there. did it flop, but it also revolved in uh, Kevin Feige taking over. I think um, Palmer is now only in charge of creative of comic books and of licensing. Basically, right. he's been pushed to the side. But he's got billions, so at the end he of the don't day, care. I'm not. I'm not getting my little tiny violin out for him. Let's put it that way. No, exactly. So at the end of the day, yeah. and so at the end of the day, it was a flop. But it was also a flop that led to Kevin Feige taking in charge and becoming the king of Marvel. I just, I feel like, it's like, imagine if you just changed the setting to all of that and made it, I don't know, like a, about an Iron Throne and threw some dragons in there. Exactly. Or something. Like, I think you can make a really good show, you know, like... Funny enough, yeah. um, the comic book in Humanity, which was going to be the launching of the humans back into the Marvel Universe in yeah. the comics books, the guy who wrote it, Matt Fraction, said he was going to be like... Uh, Game like, of Thrones and everyone's going to have separate houses. Nice. But then he left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that didn't well, happen and yeah. they're just trying to... Just but the thing is, X-Men. I'm saying nice because I like the idea of that as a, as a comic book as that... But I just... I, I don't like the Inhumans. I didn't like it. The moment I started researching this, I was like, I would not choose to read this. No. Uh, there is also, so many issues I've got with this. In the comic books, uh, the Inhumans were they was really trying to push it as if, and it didn't work mm. and it failed. Yeah. It didn't flop as hard as a TV series. But now they've cancelled all the uh, human books, right? And uh, Mar- and Mar- X Men have sort of come back up into the fair. We've they've got just them had, back again now. They've just they? had a big sort of crossover and a big sort of long launching part. It's gone crazy. What are they doing with X Men now? It's just crazy. So. Well, they've got the the rights back, the film rights, haven't they? Yeah, they've got the yeah. film rights back now, obviously because they bought Fox. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, but there were certain elements they didn't get as part of the Fox deal and, and things like. That. But I know, no, I know that no, the they, part of their deal, Disney's deal, was to get all of the Marvel. Yeah, products. they didn't get the t- they didn't yeah. get the film. They didn't get news because. I'm just letting those uneducated know, you know, those listening that might not necessarily know who, because it is quite convoluted, who owned what licenses. For oh, yeah, Marvel to keep afloat, they had to do some real, uh, yeah, they had to do some things that didn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. And talking of things that didn't make sense, I don't want you to not play all of your songs for right, the show. <laughs> let's, have, let's have another song for the listeners. Right, um, yeah, I think we should say goodbye, by, by the way, Gary, because uh, this... Coming up to the two-hour mark. Are we actually coming up to two? We've not got time for a song. We've got time for a song, but I think we've got time for a song, but we should say our goodbyes before we play it. Just because it makes it easier for me to when I'm editing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The song, yeah. okay, well, look, I must admit, it's been a weird sensation for me um, being on the other side. Normally, it's me queuing you, letting you know when we're running out of time. So I'm talking now. I haven't got a clue how long I can talk for. Don't know how long this final track is. But I've got to say, um, I just, I will keep doing this show until it's not physically possible because I just have fun. I enjoy the first hour telling stories. I have a laugh. I have to really rein myself in so you're not hearing me cackling down. I, I mean, if people could see me during this show, I'm in tears <laughs> for the first hour. I'm just in tears. And then the second hour... Uncle Ben will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben, yeah. And for the second hour, I actually learn. You know what yeah, I mean? exactly. like, yeah, and that's why... It might sound like a lazy show title, but that's why I like another show because 
we kind of can do what we like. Exactly. Like, yeah. We could do different flavours. So I'm, I'm grateful for everybody that listens, everybody that's been giving us feedback. I can't wait for next week. I know I've got some cracking stories. All cool. I've yeah. got their left story coming out from there. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Well, Dale, you tell everybody, uh, yeah, because I've got no idea how long we got left. We have got, um, we've got six minutes left. The song's going to be four minutes, so we've got oh, two right. minutes left. Right? <laughs> two minutes. So if you want to follow us on all social medias, we're another sto- another show, 2020. <laughs> yep. Find us there. We're about, you'll be able to find us. Look up my name, it's Dale, D-A-R-Y-L. Gary's name is D-A-R-Y. No way on the end of that. <laughs> and so until next week um, it's been Garrel and Daryl <laughs> <laughs> until next week we'll, we'll see you then guys uh, hope you enjoyed the show bye for now